0: Well, let me begin this morning by reminding ourselves we are observing what they call the Senior Sunday. Uh, listen carefully, folks. Senior. Uh, Just let me start with a very light note here. Uh, I like to talk with some senior or most of the seniors, huh? because they feel so at home with me. I'm also feel at home with you, alright. Even the younger one, alright? Don't run away from me, eh? the younger ones. <laughs> People like Pastor Anthony or Pastor Amen. Well, one of a conversation I had with one of the, what they call, senior elder, Of course, much senior than me, really. And uh, he really struck a note with me as a very wise person. You know, I like to kind of relate conversation like, you know, being old, like to compare ourselves with driving an old car, you know you've got to take care of the old car, right? Old in the sense that at least after five years or seven years, uh, you need to send for servicing regularly, change uh, parts here and there. So very true, right? We look at ourselves, being old, we got this age here and that. Once in a while, we really need to go and check out with the doctor concerned. So while we're having a conversation with this uh, senior elder about old car, you know, his reply came to me, hey folks, we are not old, we are antique only. (laughs) Oh, I love that, folks. You know the difference is so great, old car and antique. Antique got a lot of value, right? Valuable, priceless. Uh, treasure it. Just like you have some antique item at home, old grandfather clock, uh, the old sewing machine, or maybe old telephone and things like that. Very priceless. So, can I ask you at this moment, turn to your neighbor, look at you who are senior, tell him or her, you are not old, my antique. Let me tell you, you are priceless, and we can't find you elsewhere. So, do treasure what you have at home, alright? The antique folks, Uh, not the senior folks or the old folks. They are antique to us. So this morning, my team with you will be on a live mission, talking about how we see ourselves maybe from young to old, There's a long, long life journey, also a ministry and a life together. And I pray that this meditation will be a special uh, ministry to you this morning. We celebrate the kind of Senior Sunday. So here I want to kind of let you know that uh, we have our senior ministry in the church. Uh, I remember seeing the time I came, uh, really kind of, restart the ministry and I'd like to show you now a video or or montage kind of photos of our senior ministry just to remind you that you are active and can be active also. Thank you. So, folks, this is just a reminder uh, to invite you on the third Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we have been starting at 2 o'clock, but next year we will start at 2.30. Next year at 24, And come and join us. And I believe that actually we have this perhaps even earlier than the government uh, activities, even to the active centre. All right. Uh, we are ahead of them. So let's continue to... Keep yourself fellowship with one another and participate in the games and mingle with our senior folks, alright? So this is just a kind of announcement with you. Later we will pass you the senior gift. We will let the announcement go and let you know uh, about the gift to come. So this morning our meditation ready to focus on the Word of God and see what God has to say to us about senior. Alright, the first first I'd like to show you the first Uh, Psalm 71 verse 18 So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, you do not forsake me until I proclaim your might and to another generation, your power to all those who come. Bless the Lord to us with this word, a reminder that our faith can go on and pass on to the next generation. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we want to thank You for this moment of meditation over Your words, over the way that You are working in our lives, working in the life of the Church and also our homes all together. So we thank You and ask that the Spirit Himself will be our guide and teacher of Your Word to us. And so bring meaning and activities back to us to serve You and to love You more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The next verse I want to show you a Proverbs 20:29, 20, We say the glory of young men is the strength, but the splendor of old men is the gray hair. I've seen also gray hair with women. Huh? Don't be shy. So if you color your hair, still leave some behind. That's your glory. And the Lord will remind that. Of. And then Second Corinthians 4.16, 4, we say, We do not lose heart, though our outward appearance of self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Folks, your strength will be renewed by the Lord. Perhaps you think medication. Thank God for medication. But importantly, your heart, whole your being, spirit, will be renewed by the Lord himself. And then Psalm 73, verse 26, and I love this verse. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God's is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yes, we can see our kidney may fail us, or our lung may fail us, and many things will fail us. We count how many organs that we have. But good to have the portion of the Lord remain for us and forever. That's how we see ourselves in the Lord. He is always forever with us, although our body may fail. So, here we want to remind ourselves that God has beautifully made us from day one into the Antique Age. We love God for that. In fact, you can see in the call of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, the Word of God says to him, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. I appoint you as prophet to the nations. God knew Jeremiah even before he was born, and for sure knows that only one day he will be a prophet. Just like God will look at us, Folks, you are here not by accident. We are creatures created by the living God. God had a purpose, a mission for us. And our elaborate more with our thank this morning. So we had to ask ourselves how to prepare ourselves to have this mission that God set off for us, for life. Jeremiah became appointed as a prophet, even day one before he was born. I knew you, the Lord said. When you are born, you will be this and that. Just like the coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ. He will be the saviour of the world for us. Now we know many of us may not be prophet, or missionary, or church staff, or pedema, or even a pastor. So you say, Pastor, I have no hope. No folks, God see you with plenty of hopes. You can be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, a bus captain, but your mission on earth, you remember God created us and created us with a purpose to give him the glory and to fulfill the tasks he has set aside for us. And we know we have a long journey of life. You may start with education. You know, the kids were already in K one, K two, and so on. Into a training session, and then join the workforce and at work. With the work for experience, but importantly, we must remember God has embraced us with a mission to come while we are on earth. We never end ourselves. And God has appointed Jeremiah from day one; He is also with us from day one. So this morning, my text with you is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 to 26. I'll read to you with this. For as a body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, and so is Christ. For by one spirit we are baptized, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Gentiles or Greeks, whether slave or free, have all been made to drink into one spirit. Verse fourteen for in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not the body, it is therefore not of the body. And the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not the body, it is, it is therefore not the body. But if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole hearing, and where would be the smelling be? But God now, well, now God has set the member, each one of them, in the body just as be pleased. But if they were all one more body, where would the body be? Verse 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, not much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow sure greater honor, and our unrepresentable parts have greater modesty. But our resemble parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. And there will be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This is the word of the Lord. I hope folks will go back also continue to read the whole chapter that how Paul has put uh, the text together to remind us. Can you imagine Paul using the body as an illustration? to talk about a ministry we can have together. So as believers, we have a God-given purpose. Stated simply, God gave us life so that we could praise Him and lead others to Him. As clear as that sounds, it will be a vision that we will try to fulfill, but may not be easy. This is just a reminder for us. And you can see Paul uses this uh, illustration of the body very appropriately because the eye cannot say I'm the most important one. What about your hearing? You need the ear and the foot to stand and walk and so on. So in fact, the least honorable one should be more honorable. Not something that you don't see, your toes. Or even your knees, you don't. But they are there to protect all the fingers and all together. So here we realize and want to acknowledge this morning in the meditation, God created us for a purpose, a mission, a certain task that we will have to fulfill. But we're not, we know it's not easy. So I'd like to kind of narrow two points this morning to share with you. First, he talk about the purpose that God had created part, us as part of the body. Not only to strengthen the physical body, the ages that we are, but also the spiritual body, the church life. That each one of the members of the church is important to be seen functionable, working and active and to serve the Lord. Never say that I am no good or I will be the least and so on and so forth. The second point I have in mind to share with him, It's on a solemn note. We say we have to face our ultimate end with courage. We have to face the ultimate end with courage. Here, the first point, come back to the God's purpose for creating us. You can see in Psalm 90, verse 17, we'll say, May the favor of our Lord, our God, rest upon us, establish the good work of our hands, Yeah, we'll establish your work. In other words, God will not forget your work. And He will honour what you have participated and given to Him. Make sure you have the credit point in heaven, folks. Not to reduce it or leave it kosong. Keep growing. For God will establish your work and honour you. Now to encourage us further, I want to share with you this... uh, Uh, Incident or uh, uh, some issue that uh, I got it for our brother, brother Kim Tian. Is he here this now or later? Uh, He gave me and showed me a video, a very small one, about a restaurant in Japan. It's happening, alright? That the boss of this restaurant hired the waiter or waitresses. And most of them who suffer a sense a loss, a sense of memory and consider dementia patient. The owner have a compassion to reach out to them to engage them in the workforce. You know what the restaurant call? The mistaken orders. So you can imagine these folks go around and serve you. You order chow I know this is chicken rice. <laughs> you order one time, here. Yeah. I know this is laksa. You know the confusion there? Yeah? And it's real. Huh? In Japan, we are told you watch uh, the YouTube and uh, uh, Google. But interestingly, 37% will red and uh, be confused but 99% left the restaurant happily. Folks, God needs you to be the workforce, not because you are dementia. But what the challenge I read and learned from here, in our article ourselves, with how God or how the boss has engaged this workforce amazingly. The challenge, I guess, if we are A, B, Able body folks. We are normal and healthy, functionable. Where is your service to the Lord? The Lord wants to engage you this morning. And remind you that every member of the body of Christ is important, functionable, considered honourable, and respectful. So you are never too low or too high to serve the Lord. Say amen, folks. All right. Let me leave to you some of the church information. Can? First of all, if you are musically inclined, good singing, as a singer like a brother Justin, very good. Today he put some hymn together with us. If you are good piano or pianist or keyboard player, a drummer. Join the worship team, folks. Don't hide or shy with your talent that God has placed upon your life. You say, honor the Lord, bless the church, bless the community, and you do it. Later on in the announcement, there will be a need for tuition teachers. All right. To remind ourselves that we have kids to care for in the neighborhood, right? The range, the range comes from kindergarten or K1 to K2, to primary and secondary level. Folks, you can choose any level. All we need is the workforce to come on board to join us. And it's also a pleasant moment to know that there are few or at least two couples have been making an effort to ferry senior folks coming to church to and through. At least two couples. If you can come on board, let us know. We need a lot of transport to help the senior folks can come to church. Don't make your castle so empty when you come to church, right? Bring some passengers or friends together with you, and so on and so forth. And we also realize that we have appealed to you, the few uh, a month ago, perhaps about uh, gift at Christmas. You know the Christmas tree that plays outside if for you to make a donation during the Christmas season to bless a community. Some time back we kinda of make a cap like fifty dollars per gift per donation. But today we open to you if you can pay pay now, whatever you feel the Lord has let you. But I'm told today we only receive one thousand seven hundred. Still below the budget of 20,000 we have in mind. So, folks, whatever you can do, do as you can this morning, and it will be a blessed movement for us to know. And we also realize that the communities or agencies have opened up to a kind of a distribution of food to those seniors stay at home. If you can, join them, be a blessing to others. They are waiting for us to come and minister to them. So, there are many areas open for us to be a part and parcel of the body of Christ and be a blessing to the community, to the church, and even to your own people at home. To encourage them to know that the church is a living organism, not organization. Correct? Remember the teaching of the scripture, the Lord feeding the 5,000? He only used, what, two fishes and five loaves of bread. A small item, but with a harvest of 5,000 people. So you never know, folks, what you place in your hand to serve the Lord will be a blessing to many more in your surrounding and in your community. So here will be a good reminder this morning about the life mission that don't stop here or where you are. Move on. At the body of Christ, we have a body, we need the hand, we need the eyes, we need the ears, we need the legs, and so on. Every woman, every man counts at this moment. Let me quickly move to our second point. As I say, it's a very solemn note, especially as we see ourselves growing old, or getting antique and so on. Because ultimately, how do we face our end? I will ask and pray with you that we face it with courage and God's people. Because we know that when we talk about life and death issue, it's a frightening kind of issue for us. Normally, we try to avoid it. However, I realize it is a related reality that we have life as well as death before us. Look at a newborn baby. Thank God for that baby, the gift that comes to us. It's really a gift. And when the baby is born, either boy or girl, never mind, right folks? You mind, yeah? you want the boy only. Yeah? Or want a girl yeah? things like that. Whether boy or girl, it's a joy, jubilation, celebration that we have exchanging of greetings and even bless the couple with gifts and so on. Um, One month time, you celebrate again for the birth of the baby. That is life. But when we talk about death, it's so quiet, it's so empty, and it's so solemn. It's frightening, right? But when I was preparing this, that news about passing of our brother, Joseph Chen, came out. With due respect, I have no reference to him about his death in the media. To us. It's a sad news. But later on, Pastor Anthony will share a thought about this. Uh, I'll let him do a bit more. But here, the scripture already laid down to us in teaching of how to face our end with courage, The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there will be a season of everything, especially a time to be born and a time to die, and a time to plant and a time to uproot. The scripture has clearly taught us there will be a time that we have to face death. And to me, let us face it courageously. Remember reading the life of John Wesley, it will say that in his dying hour of dying, on the dying bed, breathing his last breath. The testimony that he says, the best of all is God with us. The best of all, God is with us. That's the testimony of the death of John 15 before us. And I have a song to remind us this morning. You know the song, Ten Thousand Reasons? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And the last answer, which says, On the day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come, still my souls sing your praise unending, 10,000 years and then forevermore. Even though our flesh is failing, or even our voice may be failing, but we still want to sing. Sing. To the worship of God in us. So here, folks, just to remind ourselves that death is not to be a dark spot in our lives. Romans 14 verse 8 says, If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. And so whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Amen. You breathe now, you breathe also. Even after we pass on. Philippians 1 Paul's testimony is for me to live is Christ to die again. I live for Christ and to die again. Paul in the words here already making his farewell. And he confirmed it in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Are we able to say this? That I have fought the good fight. The fight is not a boxer. The fight about persecution that he received. The jail that people put him in. The mockery that people had on him. I have fought that good fight. I finished the race. He ran a race. He finished and complete, And I have kept the faith. You know, you I read Hebrews chapter 11, I call it the heroes of faith, people like Abraham, Noah, and so on. God remembered their faith and honored them, and in the Scriptures. And Paul somewhat say in the same text, Now there is store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award, award to me on the day, and not only to me, but also to all who have long voice appearing. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 together. So let's pause for a moment, folks, for reflection this morning with this last note. Have you found your mission for God? How will you remember, or how do you want to remember when you pass on? How will you want to be remembered when you pass on? I remember reading a resume or the profile of an American pastor. Uh, they were put in their text there, introducing themselves where he called a uh, where his college was, and graduated with one year and what degree, then married and a wife with kids, and served God in different churches in the States. Then his hobby, when it came to the last line, put the word Tumsun. I am most thankful that Jesus loved me so much, that he was willing to wait on me until I love him back. They were talking about perhaps even before he became a Christian, but he wanted to inscribe it in the tombstone. I am most thankful that Jesus loved me so much, that he was willing to wait on me until I love him back. Praise the Lord for that faith. Now this may not sound very drastic, putting at the tombstone, but it's something that we need to embrace, Is the name Jesus, the Savior, that he remembered Jesus, saved him. So here I want to give you these punchline, folks, that the Christian faith speaks more of life than death. We believe in a living God, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord, who came back from his death to offer you and me a new life, and to those who believe in him. For there is no death in God, but only life, life eternal. We may live this world, but we have a new world before us, the world that God has prepared to receive us. I pray that this morning you will have the courage to face death to come. Why I can say this? Because you look at the scripture, one John five eleven. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. one John two seventeen The world and its desires pass away, and whoever does the will of God lives forever. Folks, we can't bring our item with us when we end the world. But if you do the will of God, He lives in us forever. One John five thirteen again. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is assurance that we have. And John seventeen verse three in one of the Jesus' item of prayer. Now this is eternal life, that you will know, and the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Talking about Father, sending the Son to us. Folks, I want to speak to you this morning, in life, the life of God in us, that we will dispel the fear of death before us, that you and I, at the eternal life, eternity that is set before us, as long as you have embraced Jesus Christ as a Lord and Saviour in us. Do you have Him? There's a crutch of the matter. This is not a formula for, it's a live relationship that we have with God together. If you have the Son of God, you have life together. In conclusion, let me share this right out with you. Let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us, and accept the work of our hands upon us. Yes, accept the work of our hands. To me, that is really the life vision that God has placed us. Remember that the old OH age is not merely a chapter in life but a continuation of the divine story that God is writing in each of our lives, filled with purpose, significance, and the promise of His everlasting life." Good and unquote. Very well written here to remind us how we will face our ultimate end with courage that we will have the eternal life that God has given to us. And here we have a recommission prayer that I have able to copy down and to share with you and to place the cross over here, which says on your forehead, it is Jesus Christ who strengthens you with these signs of love. On your ears, that you may hear and be guided by the voice of God, On your eyes that you may see the glory of God every day of your life. Then on your lips that you may speak of God's justice, peace, and love. And over your heart that the Spirit of God may dwell there. And over your hands that Jesus Christ may be known in the work you do. Finally, on your feet that you walk in the way of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's how we present our whole body to the ministry of Christ, to the family of God together. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this time of meditation that you've given us your word and the faith to embrace, to know you and to know you well. So it is our prayer at this moment for each one of us who is here represented that we thank you for the Saviour, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has come to us. And truly, we want to give Him the glory and love that you have called us together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.